0: Hey, Petey, have you heard about this new podcast, Public Access America? You can find it on iTunes, Google Play, Player FM, TuneIn Radio, and even the Stitcher Smart Radio app. It's so cool. Not good, not but are you a German spy? Because that sounds like technology. It's like that new thing, the radio, or a newspaper for your ears. You can even follow their production company, Jar Codes, on Twitter or Facebook and find all new episodes posted
1: every day. Oh, that's cool. I don't care nothing about no planes, but I got to hear the latest episode of Public Access America now. Oh, watch the You can even go to their YouTube channel at Public Access America and find great videos from our time. It's so cool. Go check out Public Access America. Welcome to the underworld. I love America. It's been my home all my life. Ladies and gentlemen, the very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. American-made P-39 and P-63 fighter planes for the Russian Air Force, lined up at Ladd Field, Fairbanks, Alaska, on their 2,000-mile route from United States factories to Siberia. American and Russian mechanics check the planes before the 500-mile hop across the Bering Sea. Russian flyers now take over. They are briefed before setting out. Ready for the takeoff. More than 5,000 lend-lease aircraft have flown this Allied route to Russia. Planes and more planes head for Russia's eastern front via Alaska and Siberia. On patrol in the Arctic off Greenland, the United States Coast Guard Cutter moves through bleak, iceberg-infested waters. She is one of four cutters on a two-months mission to smash German-fortified radio bases on the remote Greenland coasts. A scout plane reports a Nazi armed trawler. from the sinking trawler come over in small boats. Their career as radio outpost men is now over. On Little Caldewey Island off Greenland, Coast Guardsmen and Soldiers capture this stockpile of German radio supplies and arms. This is one of three posts the Nazis had attempted to operate and which were supplied and reinforced in secrecy in the vast no-man's land of the Arctic. The work of the Allies Greenland patrols interrupts the Nazis' plans. signed United Nations Pact. Secretary of State Stettinius addresses the assembly.
0: It is a significant manifestation of the growing strength of the United Nations that we should mark today the third anniversary of the declaration by United Nations by receiving the signature on behalf of France of His Excellency Ambassador Henri Bonnet. France was one of the first nations to challenge the Nazi aggressors, through four years of German oppression, the French people maintained their heroic resistance behind the enemy lines. The members of the resistance movement and the soldiers of the reborn French army contributed in a vital measure to the successful liberation of their homeland by our allied armies. They wrote in Blood and Sacrifice, another glorious chapter in France's record of devotion to liberty. The nation's signatory to the declaration by United Nations welcome the formal adherence of France to this compact. We have much still to do, and many difficulties still to overcome, both in the winning of the war and in the winning of the peace. In making the peace, as in waging the war, to final victory over our enemies, the United Nations will be stronger because France is herself again. The signature which Ambassador Henri Bonnet will affix to this declaration of the United Nations is symbolic of her full partnership in that great enterprise. It is now my great honor, ladies and gentlemen, to present to you His Excellency, the Ambassador of France. Mr. Secretary, ladies and gentlemen of the United Nations, the will expressed in the Declaration of the United Nations to end this war by a total victory over the enemy and to devote all national resources to the defense of the sacred rights of man and to the people's freedom is the will of France. I feel strongly that in signing this declaration in her name, I am true
1: to her dearest and firmest aspirations. Ambassador Bonnet, in the presence of representatives of the United Nations, signs for France. The great French Republic is welcomed into the company of the United Nations. The pattern of Pacific battle, the great armada of warships, troop ships, landing ships that brought the American Sixth Army to the Philippines. Surprise landings at Ormoc split the Japanese forces on Leyte Island and a great new amphibious force strikes suddenly at Mindoro Island, 600 miles away. The Philippines' campaign, after a stubborn start, bursts into widespread action. Of equipment on the beach at Leyte, the raw stuff of victory. In bitter fighting, the whole island of Leyte is now liberated. <laughs> Red Cross Center in San Francisco in the United States, blood is donated for overseas shipment in whole form for the first time. Chilled and treated so as to preserve efficiency as long as three weeks, the whole blood is packed in portable refrigerators. In daily flights 6,500 miles across the Pacific to Leyte, the Navy's Air Transport Service carries the blood to the wounded. Whole blood, carrying the oxygen lacking in blood plasma, goes from the West Coast donor to the casualty on Leyte in only 48 hours. A life-saving cargo for the troops in the Pacific. Today, on road after road throughout the Philippines, foot soldiers and heavy battle equipment push on for the tough fighting ahead. In village after village, the people of the Philippines return to begin free life again. The hungry are fed, the sick are cared for. The first of 12 million Filipinos are restored to liberty. Schools burned by the retreating Japanese are rehabilitated. The enemy, attempting to wipe out free education in the Philippines, burns school books, too. These volumes, hidden by Filipino teachers, will once more be put to use. Leyte's young people come back to school, despite lack of space and still frequent enemy bombings. Classes in both private and public schools are resumed. In the growing areas of the Philippines that have been wrenched from Japanese rule, life begins anew.